0: Well sound scummy. Take your sticking paws off me, you damn dirty ape! Casey, very good. You're going to do it again, Victoria. Stop smiling, it's not the high school play. Count. A five six seven eight one... All that work. Oh. Stand on your right foot. Point your left toe.
1: Drop that shoulder.
0: All that pain. Oh, not too hard, is it? Oh, boy, do I hate show business. All that glitter. A of jokes
1: is what I mean. No, you love show
0: business. That's right, I love show business. All that love. I'll go either way. It's showtime oh. All that jazz bye, bye,
2: bye. Bye, bye,
3: Stinky Paul's podcast Scott, Charlie Paul, hello Good Afternoon hello. hello Bit downbeat yeah, the day before, one of the greatest anticipated days in English football history, potentially, potentially, you know, we, we were all very excited for tomorrow, mm. and we've just watched the movie
1: <laughs>
3: that, to be honest, has kicked us in the bollocks.
2: <laughs> really disappointingly so,
1: and it's my fault. It's my fault. Uh, we
3: are throwing the blame completely yeah. at uh, you. We uh, are not
1: completely. He didn't make the movie.
3: He brought it to the table.
1: I've, I was. I think.
2: I'll be honest. I think I was fucking sold a bridge there. Mm. Like looking it up. Yep. Having known about the film, cast, acclaim, awards,
3: lots of acclaim, lots of top ten lists. It's it's there, isn't it?
2: It's yeah. in the letterbox two hundred and fifty, which is based mm. on an aggregate, as opposed yeah. to yeah, as know, opposed to the IMDb or, one, yeah.
3: where you know anything could get voted in. Exactly.
2: Yeah. Anything new as well? Um, yeah. But it's... Can I... Do you mind if I just try and... Rip it apart? Try, no, just try and... <laughs> Justify. Yeah, just, Let no, no, you know, the, me have my Nuremberg no, trial. No, no,
3: there is, there is a valid reason for bringing this to the table. Yeah.
2: Cool. But, you know, era, especially... It's you the know, Raging Bull, Easy Rider thing, it? still falls it under new Hollywoods, yeah. and there are aspects of it that are very new Hollywoods, including what I would say is the final shot of the film. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I, ju- I was under the impression that this was going to be a kind of fictional biopic of mm-hmm. a Bob Fosse-like character in mm-hmm. Joseph Gideon and that the Broadway stuff was going to be incidental and that any of the musical stuff you saw was part of the production of whatever he was working on. Right. Okay. As opposed to integrating itself into the, the actual narrative.
3: And the dream sequences and everything that relates to music. I, I know
2: this it. makes me sound like a more one, but I genuinely didn't think it was going to be a musical. I thought it was going to be a drama that was based on someone who worked in that realm.
1: I don't know if I'd class it as a musical. There was enough of it, though. I, I think yeah, it no. might be
3: because they're staged set pieces, isn't there? Yeah. That's the thing. It is really staged. It's not like there's music in the background or hey, let's pick up a guitar and sing a song, it is... It's more a film about
2: a musical than a musical.
3: Oh, but there's a lot of music numbers in it.
2: Oh, so when... Say, for instance, when they're performing the his final or his, his worked-on version of the um, Flight song, yeah, what you notice is that they're actually performing it to a kind of soundtrack of the song as opposed to them just playing the music in the room. Like, yeah. It overtakes the... Because I thought that because I could
3: hear drums, but then there was a drummer sitting in the corner. so thought, true, okay. but it sounded yeah.
2: too polished still. Yeah. And so that's yeah. when it sort of like went into the realm of a musical. But I should also say that I'm not anti-musicals. I like musicals. We're I all just, this, too, we all three of us, do not we? Yeah. I think it's a bit of a nonsense to say you don't like an entire genre of yeah of a film and, and yeah, not base all, it on...
1: There's always going to be one or two that... Uh, Escape you? To be
3: honest, anybody that doesn't like
1: singing in the rain, I don't want to know. (laughs) Yeah,
3: because that that would be my example. Somebody will show me a good musical then, Mm. and and that would be the go-to one, wouldn't it, guys? I think you know because sound of music isn't for everybody, and some of the you know the Busby Barkley musicals are not for everybody or whatever. But we we can generally agree that singing in the rain would be perfect film, the perfect movie, exactly. We we can't deny that. This. I watched about 15 minutes of it about a year ago, right? Because same as you, Charlie, it's one of the missing ones on my watch list. It's, you know, we we should have watched this by now. We love Roy We love Roy Shida. It's 1979. It's got all the acclaim. It won the Palm d'Or. Why haven't we watched it? And I tried watching it late at night, and I got about 15 minutes into it. And it was just like, yeah, a bit tired. I can see where this is going. I sort of had a bit of a read-up on it. I'm thinking, okay. And I was picturing there was going to be a lot of dream sequences and a lot of flashbacks. It was going to be very stylised. Yeah. Which is, in fact, what we've got. Right. I watched it this morning. When did you
1: guys watch it this morning, Paul? Yeah. Again, I tried yesterday afternoon yeah. to watch it, watched about 15 minutes, came back to it, this morning,
3: right, Charlie? You watched it last night. Last night, yep, all the way through. Yep, yeah? yep. For the first thirty, forty minutes, I struggled. I, I, I think we're going to have like three different opinions here, but something's going to gel between the three of us. I think we're going to we're going to work work this out between us. After about thirty forty minutes, it, it picked up a little bit for me. But I think you guys are the opposite. Is that what yeah. you're saying? After yeah, yeah, after yeah. thirty forty minutes, it went completely haywire for you.
2: Still, I still didn't hate it. I just mm. I, as I say, I preferred that maybe opening half hour because I felt this was going to be a drama, and it was going to be about Joseph Gideons who's based on Bob Fosse. Yeah, and it was going to have that very typical seventies pacing to it and it was going to be, you know, about his self-destructive nature yeah. and go into a, like a character study. Mm-hmm. And actually, after that 30, 40-minute mark where you have the, the very racy number that, you know, they're not too keen on including yeah. in the final product of the musical, it becomes less character study and more maybe kind of dreamlike. Fantasy. Fellini-esque yes. sort of thing.
3: Like, and that's, that was the turning point for me yeah. because up to that point, you know my feelings on Taxi Driver, you know, classic 70s movie that I st- still haven't got. You yeah. know, this is the one that me and Charlie always have the conversation about. You've, you've not about, had
2: enough mental health issues. I'm <laughs>
3: exactly. You. So I'm, I'm probably the wrong audience for it. But I was filing it away this first 40 minutes as like, okay, I think this might be a Taxi Driver that I'm going to need to watch again to see what the fuss was about. But at the same time, I'm thinking, I don't actually really <clears> want, <throat> want to watch this again. But then when we got those two numbers together, which was the airline number and all that, I'm thinking, okay, we're now getting into set musical pieces, which is more what I was expecting. Right. And then I knew there was going to be some dreamlike sequences that were coming later down the line. So I'm thinking, okay, we're now going from this 40-minute setup of laying out what the character is. Yeah. Into the, the destruction side of things, Paul hated. I'm looking at Paul's face. <laughs> Paul fucking hated this. I got this, a message from Paul
2: this morning, early <laughs> afternoon, along the lines of "What the fuck am I watching?"
3: <laughs> Come on, Paul, give us your, give us your thoughts on it, mate.
1: Very much with Charlie on this. Yeah, the first 45 minutes or so looks like it's building towards some kind of really interesting drama on a sort of, as you say, semi-biopic on Fossey's life. Mm. I I got lost with the first couple of dream sequences because it didn't... There was no sort of hint they were coming. They were just dropped in, and for a little while you weren't even sure they were dream sequences or But didn't what. you
3: get the bit with Jessica Lange right near the beginning?
1: Yeah, yeah but yeah, even that but was... It, yeah, that was... It, it wasn't... I know you can't announce it as such, but it wasn't made that clear. Until, but there was something there, wasn't there? Yeah. It was, like, it was yeah. slightly kooky. Yeah. yeah. But
2: it was when when it was the mother making an appearance, that's when you knew it was like <laughs> this kind of hallucination. Yeah. Um, and the first Jessica Lang part was – I didn't clock it was her straight away, actually. Mm. Um, I thought, oh, fucking hell, it's not going to be one of them films, is it, where it's going to be like this ongoing soliloquy sort of thing yeah. where it's like – Oh, all, all the world's a stage, and it's here yeah. in the room that, like, and it, you just think, no, I want something that's very kind of like realistic here. I want it to be about a self destructive man who's just going at it and shagging these birds and taking copious <laughs> amounts of drugs and, and drinking himself to death. Not be, because that would be the enjoyable aspect, but it was marketed to me as like the film where Bob Fossey kind of predicts his own downfall.
3: Yeah, yeah. They say it's, it's semi-autobiographical. It's very autobiographical.
2: It's ridiculously
3: really, so, yeah. in fact. Even clues. <laughs> we were looking at you know some of the links to this, weren't we? Because we said, off-air, before we turned on the mics just a minute ago, 76, Bob Fossey was working on the original production of Chicago, which is what this, was it L-A-N-Y, I think, is is the, the version of it. It's called, yeah. is the stage production. And at the same time, he was doing the editing for Lenny, which was the Dustin Hoffman movie so that's there that is on the screen that is there that's exactly what's happening Paul what were you expecting then mate because did you read up on it beforehand or did you go no
1: not really I'd obviously heard of the film and I think I think you'd spoke before I watched it about Mm. there being dream sequences in it and I I think I expected a musical because of more the title than anything and I knew it was the title I, I knew, comes I knew from he'd, Chicago doesn't it yeah well like, I knew he'd made Chicago mm. Um, so yeah when it started and it's it's about the director or producer uh, or the choreographer oh, he's doing everything really isn't he <laughs> yeah um, did that cigarette ever come out of his mouth oh well, my even god in even in the shower, shower. <laughs> and then he shook his head like he was surprised it was making my lungs ache watching it <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> But yeah, it, it, the first half hour of 45 minutes, it was just like, yeah, I can see this going somewhere. It's, it's just about his life and that. And then it, it deceived you, didn't you? Yeah. <laughs> it? Yeah. It deceived all of us. Yeah. <laughs> that the dance rehearsal or showing the investors the, uh, rather erotic second part of that yep. flight song, mm-hmm. that was strange. Uh, and then, as it went on, there were more and more dream sequences with um, Jessica Lange. She was obviously playing death. Or oh, I was or... going to say death. I, I think mean, she, was, cause she was, because she was trying to lure him death in. Some sort of like yeah.
2: death mixed with Miss Havisham. Yeah.
1: Cause, Almost, Because yeah. <laughs> near the end, when she went to kiss him and he backed away. Because yeah, that would say be like the end. Yeah, yeah. That, that would be actual death. Mm. Um It was a very strange combination of things throughout the two hours. It, if you'd have come to me as a investor with that plot, I'd have laughed you out the door. (laughs) Um, it just didn't feel like it belonged together.
2: Yeah. No, that's it. Yeah. be one or the other half. Yeah, be a character study or be a like a Fellini-like sort of eight and a half fantasy. So, is it because Fosse
3: directed? So, you think this is like really self-indulgent? Oh, then, isn't very. That's it? the passion project gone the, overblown.
1: The two words I thought earlier today was just self-indulgent. That's what it was. <laughs> just so.
2: There, there were aspects of it where I could sort of see where Fossey was coming from, especially like when it comes to the critical interpretation of his work. So, like, there's a sense in the film where Gideon doesn't matter what he does, he can't, he cannot please everyone. Mm. And then, uh, obviously, then the reviews come out for the stand-up, and mm. it's like, a, uh, it's supposed to be Pauline kale I imagine, the woman who's on TV. Yeah, it must have been. Yeah, just yeah. you know, he's in hospital. He's had a. The coronary and like he's uh he's he's watching this woman tear his work to pieces and it feels like a bit of gives it half a balloon, half balloon, yeah, (laughs) not not even a full one. He'd (laughs) have loved that, Um, but it it feels like it's just a bit of a scathing critique of Mm. show business in the film industry as well, especially the scene where. You know, as they're showing footage of open heart surgery, mm. you have people sitting in a room, literally working out how much they're liable to lose. Yeah,
3: and working out that it's probably better that he dies. Yeah, at the end of the day, half it wasn't million million it? Yeah,
2: possibly the only Broadway reduction to profit without having opened. Exactly,
3: they worked out four hundred eighty thousand, but then it was like he was
2: insured for. A million a million, in yeah, 1970, whatever as yeah. well. So I think that I mean that was quite clear to me that it was him having a bit of a dig at the industry as well. Yeah. Um, but again, it tries all these things and never fully commits to one of them. And I think that's where I felt like the film was too much of a mixed bag for me. Mm. Interesting you saying about the reviews of the stand-up movie because
3: Lenny the movie is now held in. Real critical acclaim. It's Have you seen it? I'd,
2: lo- I'd love to see it. I yeah. mean, Dustin Hoffman as a stand-up comedian. Yeah, it's very good.
3: I liked it, and I, I'm pretty sure that, that you know it still gets quite good reviews. You know, but perhaps
2: at the time, yeah,
3: that I don't know what the reviews were. Well, the you had when so it much released.
2: great stuff then as well. There was bound to be things that went sort of yeah. under the radar, even with Dustin Hoffman in them. surprisingly. Well, this is seventy-six. You know the, the movie was this movie
3: was made seventy nine, but the events are based on what happened in sort of seventy six time when he was you know in charge of Chicago and in charge of Lenny uh, and as you say he had the major heart surgery and it's you know a, a passion project that has been taken to the nth degree, isn't it? Yeah, basically. Has he got any redeeming qualities? Because I'm, I'm I'm still Roy again. The,
1: the, he he was <laughs> superb. And it absolutely played the role just exquisitely.
2: Yeah.
3: The thing is as well, he said that when he was training to be an actor, he was taught to sing and to dance and yeah, to act maybe
1: yeah. not singing so much but he said this, <laughs> this, this was, was the only the time show, yeah, yeah. yeah and he said this, this was the only
3: movie that he ever was asked to do all three mm. so you can imagine probably why he jumped at this because he was always known as he was, he was an amateur boxer wasn't he as well before yeah. he became an actor which explains the nose mm. and when, when, <laughs> you, go, you go back obviously Jaws Marathon Man French Connection three of my favourite movies Sorcerer sure. <laughs> Sorcerer, the Sorcerer brilliant film absolutely it was in oh, that sequel, no Sequest or something like that the, the, the sequel to
2: 2001 as well we did I think
3: 2010 he Fif- did 52 Pickup 52 Pickup he was Blue Thunder remember Blue Thunder the helicopter, helicopter. yeah the movies
2: that was a similar era Sequest
1: DSV is that the one yeah something like that I
2: think he's one of the most engaging actors of all time I love him I think he's so incredibly likeable in whatever he is his talent with that cigarette in his mouth yeah (laughs) (laughs) I think he was I think his career suffered a bit because of films like Jaws and The French Connection that is always a little bit of a a, a masculine character when he had a few few more depths than that really Mm -hmm. like it was he was kind of like... It felt like to me he was touted as maybe the next Burt Reynolds or something and actually he had a little bit more of an emotive quality yeah, about him. Says, well, yeah,
1: Reynolds was very one-lane, wasn't yeah. he?
2: Yeah, Burt
1: Reynolds' stuntman
3: turned heartthrob, wasn't mm. he? But then also he went down the comedy route with the Smokey and the Bandits yeah. and the Cannibal Run type yeah. things, didn't he?
2: Yeah, but know? I think, you know, he was they tried to turn Roy Scheider into that. Yeah. And that's why this film was an absolute godsend for him because it allowed him to show other elements of his ability. Absolutely, yeah. No, he was
1: superb. In so it. the highlight
3: for you is, is, is Roy Scheider. Yeah, he a-
1: also, absolutely. Yeah. Um, he, he was playing the maniacal drug fueled sort of choreographer one minute and then, Like looking in the mirror in the morning, and (laughs) so it was.
3: It was a a sort of perfect document of like self destruction as well, isn't it?
1: And the the masks you put on in in your daily life, in your job, even, yeah. That when you wake up, do whatever you've got to do to get ready to get through the the next
3: ten hours. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. What about the musical numbers then, guys? I mean, all right, we're unsure if this is a musical per se, right? We're not going to define this as a musical from what we've seen, but you had problems with the second half, guys. You were saying the dream, sequ- the hospital dream sequences and all of that, and like Ben Vereen turning up and all of that. Were they the, the sticking points for you, those sequences?
1: For a musical, right? Mm-hmm. however good or bad a musical is, You'll always sort of come away with some kind of respect for one or two of the numbers, maybe more. The craft of them mm. as well. Yeah, not in this one. No, didn't think musically. I didn't think, um, I, I didn't think it was particularly I, I memorable. Thought, okay, and if you if you lyrically listened to what they were saying it, within these songs, it was really poor. What it's about like five year old had written it?
3: Bye bye love, Heavenly Brothers. Well, yeah, <laughs> yeah. that's the only decent one.
1: Because, so
2: you recognized because yeah. you recognized it, I and I think right that now. was that was sort of almost too ironic as well. Like yeah. it was a bit, I think they pushed that a bit too far, and I think you know going into spoiler territory, I think oh, so that the movie's
3: forty years old, but spoilers. Yeah.
2: So. <laughs> but I think that maybe it did work because of the tone of that performance and then the, the shot that accompanied it afterwards, literally him just being mm-hmm. fucking zipped up in the body bag. I did sort of have an audible gasp when oh, right. okay. I yeah. saw that yeah. just, just our kind of light lighthearted that felt too. Yeah, the, the stark reality of what was happening as well. I think
1: that was quite a good way to end the movie. Very new Hollywood very seventies. Yeah, should have done it half hour earlier. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But
2: it's <laughs> it's that thing as well like it's not unusual not Tom Jones but it's it's not unusual for a 70s film usually starring someone like we're for the protagonist just to die abruptly at the end and yeah. Yeah, very true. nihilistic sort of, true. you know. And it's, you can go into all the political bullocks if that's a reflection of how people feel about the state of America and hangover with Vietnam. But (laughs)
3: also, how does Bob Fossey feel about himself? Because it's his own
2: story he's telling. But Mm. there's there's always that kind of real sense of pessimism in these 70s films where it was actually the done thing for the lead character to be killed off or to to end in some sort of tragedy, whether it's Chinatown or this.
1: And I mean, you knew you knew that was going to end like that because, I mean, he all throughout the film, smoking, drinking, taking drugs, but obviously still in hospital, smoking, drinking, taking (laughs) (laughs) drugs. See, that sequence was good. The partying sequence
3: in the hospital. The doctor was brilliant. I thought he was great. He was. He was really good. The doctor
1: that the uh, investors... The company doctor. Yeah when he was <laughs> checking him over. He was coughing and spluttering out yeah. a fag out of yeah, No, like he's fine, mate. He's alright.
2: M- he may have had a vested interest Yeah, yeah. <laughs> But it's um I thought he was clever out the monologue, the, the stand-up comedian's monologue. Uh it was about death, wasn't it? It was about the just the, the stages of death and how that was a popular mm. thing in the mid seventies and how that the film actually Oh, because he says he sounds like a firm of lawyers, doesn't he? Yes. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. But it it kind of signposted how the film was going to go in terms of him going through those stages. as well. But he well. becomes
3: obsessed with that particular sequence, doesn't yeah. he? He keeps re-editing it and re-watching because mm. everybody in the audience, in the in the screening room has seen it a thousand times. Yeah. Why does he keep going back?
2: He clearly has a death wish, doesn't he? I think. Yeah. Like it's it's or not that he wants to die, but he. From probably Tell, that so he's not an idiot, him. is he? Like, if he carries on like that, he's, yeah. you know, it'll it get you every time, as he says in the uh, in the monologue. Yeah. You know, in and taking our drugs like that, it'll, it'll get you every time. There's no exception, really. Yeah, <laughs> if you carry it, on, but most people will oh, have yeah. to rein it in, didn't yeah. they? Yeah, I stopped. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. And you left the uh, directing game as well. <laughs> you can still dance a little, though. Sure. <laughs> sure. <laughs>
3: So why, why? That's the big question. Why is this in Mate, the t- it, no? Sorry. But why is it in the IMDb <laughs> top fifty? Why did it win the Palm Door? Is it just Roy Scheider? Is it,
2: it? It's something different. It's it's very unique. This movie. Stanley Kubrick said when he watched it, he thinks yeah. it may have been the best film he's ever seen. But I thought, oh, you, that's only because you've got a fucking shout out early on.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Anyone mentions his but name? I thought
2: the sequence of him is is sort of morning preparation was very Kubrickian, like with the oh, kind maybe. of Riva playing and the, the eye drops. <laughs> it was very reminiscent um, of a Clockwork
1: Orange. Not that. being yeah. funny. Who puts eye drops in like that? Who actually launches right the <laughs> their eyeball with
2: the? <laughs> Probably someone who's done a bit of dextrodrane first. Yeah, I reckon. true. But who has a fucking cigarette in the shower?
3: Wasn't there a little bit of an homage to Psycho as well? Didn't they really focus on the shower head at yeah. one point? And exactly, yeah. It exactly was exactly the same size shower head that Janet Lee's under, and
2: that's the thing, isn't it? You're now getting into the stage of filmmaking like this postmodern thing where mm. they can actually reference, they've got reference points now. Mm. something made in like 1972 is mm. probably not going to reference Psycho because it hasn't had that sort of gestation Yeah, it. Was, yeah, yeah, it, yeah. But it has now, had a chance to become a classic yeah, sort of thing. Exactly, yeah. yeah. So I wonder if that's where it gets to that point where it's just towards the end of New Hollywood. And one thing I will say for the film is that it's, it's actually trying to do something a little different to what you've had for the last sort of seven or eight years. Mm. So maybe, I mean, certainly winning the palm door, that would explain it because they look for inno- innovative projects, mm. don't they? Mm. I think some of the more recent acclaim from not necessarily critics, but everyday film fans is because of maybe what happened to Bob Fosse. Yeah. So it takes on a, a new element.
3: Yeah, there. that makes sense. But also, you know, we, we're talking, this is smack bang in the middle of that. Easy Rider, Raging ball or towards the tail like end of it, very end, really. Yeah, it ends. So. Yeah, but yeah. also it's not one of those directors that we would associate no. with that era. It's no. not your Lucas, your Spielberg's, your, your Copplers Cop- or whatever, yeah. is it? It's, so, but it's always lumped in there amongst
2: yeah that group of movies, isn't it? So that's why I've I, I felt like I was conned a little bit. <laughs> like I was really expecting like a kind of
3: Coppola movie. Yeah, yeah, like a
2: character study, mm-hmm. a slow-paced character study that was very kind of subversive. Same year as Deer Hunter, isn't it? I think, yeah. 79. Yeah. 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 And he's, he's the cunt who ended it all, Cimino. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. Um, F-88 of Heaven's Gate. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I feel that You're buzzing. <laughs> I,
3: I, I hope the microphone has picked up that flyer that's just We're
1: joined by Jeff Goldblum. I've never been interrupted yeah. by a flyer before. Really,
3: oh, always getting quite close to the mics. Look, it's, it's round your beer, oh, Charles. Jesus Christ. I hope the mics have picked that up. Brilliant. Brundle flyers joined us. Oh,
1: dear. <laughs> anyway. Anywho. yeah. I feel that if you were in your 20s, 30s, I went to see this at the time with all the hype. Possible, yeah, it, it would it. be groundbreaking. Um, and, and but would you have been disappointed? I think you still would have been. I don't know. It, it depends if you had had a slight drug background, you'd have probably appreciated <laughs> this. A
3: slight drug background. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm putting it
1: like Henry Whitehouse. If you'd liked. Tommy, you'd have probably liked this. Well,
2: I, I felt very <laughs> sympathetic. I
1: felt very sympathetic
2: towards you because the two that I've chosen that you've been on now, Tommy and all that jazz, and it is like just very Kurt Russell in the second sort of act of this film, isn't it? Really, it's Kurt Russell, Ken Russell. I'm going to say Kurt, Kurt Russell. Russell. Yeah. wait. Well, my... I mean, he was around at the time, but yeah, yeah. it's got that sort of Ken Russell. Yeah, that, between overblown, musicality. that overblown bit that, say, like something yeah. like the Rocky
3: Horror Picture Show goes into in the I, second half I of that. I felt the yeah. Rocky
1: Horror bit with the um, erotic dancing bit. Yeah. There. I, yeah. I really saw bits of yeah. it. Uh, <laughs> but saw Is, that, is it. that based on Bob
2: Fos? <laughs> is Bob Fossey sort of <laughs> <laughs> Fosse doing that? Because he's sort of saying, like, even someone who's making things like Chicago... Mm. They have to be influenced by things like Wakilwa Picture Show to me. Oh, yeah. yeah. The, the Ken
1: Russell sort of weirdness. Yeah. And of again, the day. Yeah. in 79, I mean, they were very open with the fact that they had. Gay dancers and lesbian dancers and that that at the time would have been quite dodgy. The disco era is based on, uh, its origins are in like
2: the Stonewall. But to put it in a
1: major film. Yeah, exactly.
2: Well, you can see the disdain on the face of the investors that are sitting there watching it as well. like (laughs) Even the
1: daughter. I don't think you need the lesbian scenes. Les- <laughs> Les- lesbian scenes are a real turn off.
2: I, I did wonder whether, as well, this is like maybe New Hollywood's concession to the musical, so that everyone who enjoys musical and hasn't been yeah. able to experience them for a while gets a bit of both now. So, you know, I like Taxi Driver, I like dear one or whatever Mm. but it's a shame they don't make musicals anymore was the 70s a bit of a
3: dry period for musicals I suppose it was in a way Greece and Saturday Night Fever later
2: 78 it's literally the year before So isn't it Greece Greece to me is a bit Greece isn't a Subversive enough. Whereas Saturday Night Fever, Saturday is, Night Fever isn't a musical. It is. It is. It's a gritty film. film it's, really, it's, yeah. It is.
3: are falls yeah. definitely within the Easy Rider, Raging Bull period. Definitely. Yeah. yeah. Maybe you saying to me,
2: and then I, mean, I that's just watch I went, it. Yeah. Just
3: watch it. I said to you, didn't I? Because yeah. it's not what you expected. So
2: it's like a musical, and you've you've been deprived of those for several years, but it mm. has the subversive elements of New Hollywood, and I wonder mm. if that's what made it Try, to trying point, to bridge all the gaps, which yeah. is sort of what I didn't enjoy about it. But yeah. you've got to try and put it in the perspective of people at the time, haven't you? So Would you go
3: back to it, guys?
2: You.
1: No, <laughs> no, says Charlie. No. I say I, I will watch more Roy Scheider films from this because I really enjoyed his performance yeah. in there. But that's the only good thing I've He's taken away movie. from this movie. Which I
3: tell you, a good movie with him in it.
1: Jaws. <laughs> 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 <Yeah. laughs> Jaws
2: 2. Jaws 2, brilliant. Yeah, I, I, would like a, <laughs> I would like a director's cut with, with the music With more dancing. <laughs> no. <laughs> Just a really kind of straightforward, gritty character study yeah. would have been perfect for yeah. me. But I knew mm. that was probably being a bit naive to expect that. Yeah. I may go back. There was a
3: point watching it, I'm like, I'm not getting this at all. I don't yeah. think I've still got it. And I don't know, I I fully don't know what I watched. Yeah. Yeah, I'm still trying to comprehend because if someone was to say to me, oh, you watched all that jazz the other day, what what genre would you put that in? I I still, like you said, is it a musical? Is it a biopic? Is it a drama? It's it's elements of all of them.
2: Mm-hmm. He didn't know which
1: lane to get in. Yeah.
2: Some of the contemporary reviews were a bit mixed as well. So I Mm. I can't remember who said it, but they said like, well, you start getting all this fantastical hallucinogenic stuff. Mm. What they forget to do is add more kind of depth to what is the motivation of like this Joe Gideon bloke. Like Mm. why does he want to die? Why does he want to direct this kind of thing? Mm. You never really get the explanation because it's too busy. Fucking throwing all this dreamlike stuff at you, and uh, that's one of the issues I kind of seeing it as well. Right? Yeah, it's all about character for me. And when you've got a performance of that level as well from Shire to that's mm. utilise that at every opportunity. Do you I know
3: think. what my my problem at the beginning of it was? You know, we we've spoke about this before. When you've got no sympathy for the character, it, it sort of turns you off the movie. Because at the beginning, he's he's not a particularly nice guy.
1: No, no, he's cheated on his wife all the way through. Yeah. He's cheating on his girlfriend.
3: (laughs) Yeah. So, you know, for us to be invested in a movie, you've got to be invested in the character. And Mm. if you've got somebody that's quite unlikable... It's an instant sort of like you back off a bit, don't you? We've had that before when we found characters that we don't like before, and so like, well, this movie's not for me because of that.
2: Mm. I thought his relationship with his daughter was the kind
1: of saving grace; like yeah. he genuinely loves his daughter, but yeah. his, his lifestyle interfered the, with the that. The uh, musical number, his daughter and his girlfriend, brilliant put on, on the, for him the him stairs, was beautiful, See, wasn't yeah.
3: it? See, again, that was around about the turning point for me. I'm thinking, okay, mm. this might turn into something a bit fluffier, but it didn't. Um. I'll tell you what we do. How about we go and grab a beer? That sounds like a plan. I've lined up a six degrees of separation oh, based on all that. that I'm really disappointed.
2: <laughs> I'm, I loved six degrees of separation, but I thought it was going to be something slightly more yeah. you
3: know, <laughs> illicit. <No.
2: laughs> we could do that in the kitchen, lads. We'll be, but,
1: oh wait, we'll be back in a minute. <laughs> <laughs> it's just, no,
0: nothing I ever do is good enough. It's not beautiful enough. It's not funny enough. It's not deep enough it's not anything enough now when i see a rose that's perfect i mean that's perfect i want to look up to god and say how the hell did you do that and why the hell can't i do that (laughs) now that's probably one of your better con lines yeah it is but that doesn't mean i don't mean it if i were god sometimes i think i am (laughs) Depends on the shit you're smoking. <laughs> okay. If I were God, man, everybody would live forever. No death, man. No pennies on the ice for anybody. You know, man, death is really a hip thing now. Death is in! Books, magazine articles, TV shows. Ken and Barbie dolls who have a mutual suicide pact. Buried them in a little shoebox. Knew a guy who, who bought a pair of them. He was into doll necrophilia,
3: Okay, chaps. Now, just to lighten the mood a little, <laughs> <laughs> it's the return of six degrees of separation. Technology normally gets the better of us. So we, we seem to have worked it out. We've all got headphones on, which is a bit bizarre because we don't normally record with headphones on. Can you can you hear me, mother? Unfortunately, yes. Yes, okay. Hopefully you're going to hear these next six songs. Um there is no rhyme or reason to this quiz, Charlie. We devised it eight years ago, and it's just, find the link. Pretty much. Okay, and I will okay. let you know the first one does have a link to the movie we have just watched. And they can be a little bit obscure as well. Oh, for sake! <laughs> <laughs> Which is exactly the reaction I expected from Charlie. Okay, guys, here's your first one. I thought
1: that was stepped on, sounding for a minute. <laughs> you dirty old man. <laughs> all
3: that jazz. It's all I need to know. And all
1: that jazz, I'm gonna my well, and very obviously. Yes, <laughs>
3: okay, so all that jazz from, I believe, the Broadway sort of version of it, okay? I'm not too sure he's singing the, this actual Okay Okay oh,
2: that's oh. This isn't Queen Latifah is it? It is Queen Latifah Oh she was in Chicago wasn't she? Nice. Yes Is the
3: right answer know the song
1: ladies first yep. you know who,
3: else, who else
2: is on the on the track as NBC well moaning love uh, moaning love because they were in a, a collective called the native tongues which is queen of tea for de La soul the tribal oh. quest and the jungle oh, yeah. brothers wow and moaning love well, i'm aware of their work sure yeah. <laughs> Please all the, beats and My have Look, down the sound totally a yes. She's from London, money, love. First, yes, yes. That's
1: a seat, I think yeah, I think so
3: Yeah Sure Moany Which is your link, obviously, yeah. with
1: Money Love
3: Yeah So Artist.
1: Uh, well, Billy Idol done a version of it, but this... I was
3: going to do the Billy Idol version, but we wouldn't have linked to me next song it wasn't the Troggs was it? you're right it wasn't the nice. Troggs
1: <laughs> no
2: this doesn't bode well for pop pop stuff <laughs> later
1: <laughs> no you no
2: know? it's Tommy James and the Shondells oh, oh I've oh, yeah. heard of the artist but mm-hmm. only based on them having a famous drum break that's been sold in, <laughs> in everything yeah yeah
1: Alone now, Tiffany.
3: How on earth did you get that from like three? <laughs> that's London? that's
1: very sinister. Well, which was a cover version, wasn't it? By oh. Tommy. Who, who did we just hear? We Steel. had Tommy. <laughs> James, we had
3: Tommy James and the Shondells previously. So we, was it the Shondells? The original version of this, yeah, was recorded by Tommy James and the Shondells. So that the <laughs> it's that simple. <laughs> This, sorry, this was? Tiffany. Tiff. Just bear that in mind. Oh, okay. okay I think we're not
1: really good at Breakfast to Tiffany's. That's the right answer. Than
2: a month, never that far away from mentioning Audrey Hepburn. Oh, well, God every God. episode, God. she gets a look at A. Hepburn, anyway. God, gorgeous God. Yeah. one by the Galaxy advert. Oh, yeah. dear Lord. Yeah, it's terrible. Moon River, Breakfast
3: of Tiffany's, this is the Audrey version.
2: Singing it, okay, because there was first name terms. <laughs> uh, are, we go- are we
1: going Deep Blue something next? No. <laughs> I said, what about? I said, yo Fucking hell, you mentioned it not long ago. Uh, oh, it's the A-Team. Right, so, George Peppa yeah True in Breakfast at Tiffany's? he is the
2: male lead in Breakfast at Tiffany's nice. he's absolutely <laughs> smashed this, hasn't he <laughs> bloody hell and there was me thinking I was Charlie Big Bullets because <laughs> of Queen of Tifa
3: six degrees of separation let's take a break we're going to be back it's Paul's Choice for the next episode
2: That's what.
3: take it away BA I'm getting on no damn plane
0: And now, preview time. When it comes to entertainment, you can't beat a good film. So let's take a look at what's coming your way.
2: What do you want to know, Joe?
3: (laughs) I want to know what Paul's chosen for us next time. It's your choice, mate. Paul's just given me a little sneak preview, Charlie, because he wasn't too sure if we've reviewed this or not. And he's very surprised that we haven't. Yes. And you seem a bit perturbed, my friend. No, no, I think you're going to fucking love this one.
1: Well, we've done a lot of musicals or music-based films recently, haven't we? Pretty much Last Waltz, Tommy.
2: Yeah. Departed was the only one. Mm. I think it wasn't really recently yeah,
3: yeah. That, yeah
1: so just something that's I think you'll will like it but we've never reviewed it which is very very surprising it's bizarre actually yes. it's yeah. a Tarantino film oh oh so
3: Charlie oh. <laughs> hang on what haven't we done Charlie come on
2: so we've not done Reservoir Dogs correct yep. <laughs> I was going to let it go oh. through them all love it <laughs>
1: yeah yeah love it I'm very surprised you why haven't have done that.
2: Why have we done Reservoir Dogs? I've always put it in the same sort I always look at it as pulp fiction
1: and, and, and as a double bill. Yeah, very yeah. similar eras, weren't they? They're there cl- there very is close two together. gangster films. Yeah. yeah. You
2: could argue that Jackie Brown's like a gangster film as such, but they are the two films that redefined the gangster genre in the early yeah, 90s. And, and, and everyone tried to
3: replicate them after. I saw it as a double bill at the cinema with. What was the Oliver Stone one with Woody Harrelson? Natural Born Killers. Natural Born Killers Killers Killers. 17, I wrote the script Yeah, yeah, yeah it was a double bill. I went, yeah. I've never seen it. It was a double midnight double bill I saw. Yeah. Reservoir Dogs and Natural Born Killers together. Nice.
2: nice. Oh, that yeah, great stuff. I was actually contemplating re-watching it the other day. So yeah, I, mean, I have not seen it now. in
1: yeah. 10, 15 years, so oh, it should be a good watch.
2: Five or six for me, I think. Five or six years. Oh, it'd be two at most yeah. different one for me <laughs> but he he was i was just saying to scott actually while you were going for a lag um, <laughs> tarantino's been doing the podcast sort of circuit like the major ones like oh, Mark right. married and joe rogan because he just released a novelization of once upon a time in hollywood like the pulpy sort of 70s paperback versions yeah. you get of films and he was saying he's, saying he's only going to do one more film before he retires. So he's done ten. He yeah. did always say always, he'd do always 10, and yeah. he considers Kill Bill to be one film.
1: It's but will
3: right. he do the western to make him a western director? Because there's that thing, isn't it? You got to you do so do many westerns. westerns
1: he's done, yeah, yeah. He's done uh, Django and, Django, and The Hateful Django is
2: my favourite. It's brilliant. But he said, he said, this won't happen now. He genuinely toyed with the idea of remaking Reservoir Dogs as his final film. Ooh. Wow.
1: It's only like, oh, I suppose it's 30 years on, eh? I'm, I'm that's, glad he's not. Yeah, that's, that's
2: interesting. That's, but why would you remake something? He said, as an exercise to see whether he could you know, better it as a director. Yeah, because what, he, why
1: go out on what possibly could be a flop?
2: I mm. I was hoping he'd, he'd do something more. He's not going to do that anyway, but I'm hoping that he does something that tries to bind the, the universe together. So sci-fi? Well, not... To oh, say, no, 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 I no, no, no Tarantino doing like, you Tarantino, know, like Vincent sci-fi. Vega
3: and all those guys are related, <laughs> yeah. aren't they? Yeah. Yeah. So all, the second yeah.
2: film was supposed to be the Vega brothers. Yeah. So mm. Travolta yeah, and... Yeah. Uh, michael madsen's yeah. character in most of our dogs are supposed to be brothers or, or half yeah. brothers yeah. and okay. he does that kind of stephen king thing speaking of which i have still got your book i forgot to bring it <laughs> um where where all the characters you heard inhab- your first listeners yeah <laughs> um, all the characters inhabit the same universe and i was going to see whether he was going to try and sort of get some bigger sense of continuity between it because mm. even django Related.
3: that's related to Shaft yeah. it, which really blew Blue my mind Shaft. Yeah.
2: Right. therefore she is great great they are Shaft's great yeah. great 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 grandparents nice. or whatever is. Yeah. that nice. blew my mind yeah <laughs> Um, so
3: cracking choice mate I'm, I'm, I'm happy with that
1: I just think we needed to come away from anything music based we, something... de-
3: we need something decent
2: thank god watch. there's <laughs> not a really <laughs> famous music scene in, in the film well if only if yeah
1: it's got obviously I'll keep with Tarantino he always has a fantastic soundtrack which, a,
2: which I'd say probably adopted from Scorsese mm.
1: got a good ear for music really <laughs> <laughs> and,
2: uh, Oh, dear. Um, Clowns in front of me, jokers to the wire. Yeah. <laughs> On that note,
3: guys, it's been a bizarre episode. Yeah, mm. I, I think we've come away from a film that we weren't too enamoured with. Just we, we were very constructive. I think I don't think we ripped it apart to the degree we may have been no. able to.
1: I, I don't think we highly recommended it to anyone else. Though. It
3: is. <laughs> we've always said no movie is bulletproof. Mm and sometimes we find a movie that's in you know highly critically acclaimed or
2: whatever and it just isn't for us but it's not without merit either
1: no, so uh, there's, there's definitely there, some there? some good points yeah. to it but um, yeah it's not one I'd revisit
3: okay we'll leave it at that guys back next time for reservoir dogs looking forward to it Charlie Paul cheers see you very soon see you see
0: later you. <laughs> <laughs> The management of this theater suggests that for the greater entertainment of your friends who have not yet seen the picture, you will not divulge to anyone the secret of the ending. Astrid, Arms, stupid! Infernal jamboree is worse than two cats on a fence! You dudes get lost now, here. Good night, ladies! Good night, sir! When you feel down, try positive thinking what I told the man said, don't wear a frown, try positive thinking, laugh at your troubles instead. You've got to look on the bright side, on hope so much depends. With your confidence sinking, positive thinking helps you on the way, my friend. When things look black, try positive thinking. Every season of spring No glancing back Try positive thinking Trust what tomorrow may bring This crazy world That we live in We'll keep on spinning round But with good, strong, positive thinking We'll get together and life won't let us down Shut up
1: all oh, shucks out, we enjoy it.